If you've been listening to the Work Less, Profit More podcast, it's my guess you started your business for freedom. Now, whether that was time freedom or money freedom, it was freedom and flexibility nonetheless. But here's the snag. Getting that freedom isn't always about the glamour, the fancy cars, the trips on first-class airplanes, limousines, or drinking champagne on that fancy boat even though I'd like to. Building a sustainably profitable business isn't always sexy. In this episode, as always, we're going to get real and we're going to talk about the unsexy parts. Welcome to the Work Less, Profit More podcast for lawyers, accountants, financial advisors, and other professionals. Hi, I'm Diana Lidstone, business and marketing strategist known for my straight talk, no BS, and helping my clients work less while paradoxically profiting more. It's true. Business owners who earn 10 times more don't work 10 times harder. And in every episode, I'll share simple tools, strategies, and resources to help you get better at the business side of your profession. So you can double, quadruple, or even 10 times your small firm without sacrificing family, travel, or anything else you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Oh yeah, getting that freedom you want isn't always about the glamour, right? We see it on social media, but we all know it's not true, right? Building a sustainably profitable business isn't always sexy. But you know me, I like to talk about the straight truth. Let's talk about the unsexy part of building your business. Now, when you're finished listening to this episode, I'd love if you would head over to the show notes and let me know which one of these that I'm going to share with you, you might have missed, you're working on, or that you really should be doing. Because today I'm going to share seven of the biggest unsexy truths that I've learned while still creating the freedom I desire. Remember, if you find me referring to lawyers, accountants, small firms, financial advisors, remember that that business tip strategy or resource is perfectly applicable to any small service-based business. Let's dive into those seven unsexy truths to building your seven-figure-plus small firm. Number one, no matter where you are in the stages of business growth, if you want to build a seven plus figure business, it all starts with, drumroll please, your mindset. Now, there's a lot of confusion about what that term actually means. So I went to Mrs. Google and she says, mindset is a set of beliefs that shape how you make sense of the world and yourself. It influences how you think, feel, and behave in any given situation. It means that what you believe about yourself impacts your success or your failure. Now, for today's purposes, I'm referring to mindset as thinking about yourself as the CEO of your business rather than an employee. So what do I mean? CEO, I mean the chief executive officer of your business rather than an employee. So if you imagine a CEO of a large company, typically the office door is closed. You walk into his office and it's clean and it's, you know, a very subdued atmosphere. That person, the CEO, she doesn't bother herself with the daily operations of the business, such as answering the phones or sending out billing, right? Instead, she is the visionary leader of the business. 
the one with the big picture vision, as I talk about in episode 71, the one who is responsible for driving the business forward, driving that momentum, as well as inspiring and leading the team who actually get the stuff done. Think like a CEO is a very different mindset than thinking like an employee. I remember a great client of mine, and I'll call her Lori. She and her husband were the owners of a large multi-million dollar company. And one day while on a coaching call, she mentioned oh, how overwhelmed and how busy she was. So I said, well, let's dive into that a bit more. And I asked her to tell me specifically what activities her days were filled with. And like a lot of business owners, she complained that her inbox was filled with emails that she didn't know how she was going to deal with them all. And then she went on to explain how complicated it was to organize travel for her and her husband for their upcoming series of conferences across North America. Boom. You see, Lori was spending a lot of time on what I would call employee type activities. The two activities she should not have been spending time on, emails and travel arrangements. So we talked about how her assistant could not only handle or redirect most of her emails, but that her assistant could very capably take care of her travel arrangements. You see, she was still thinking like an employee, doing administrative tasks that could easily have been delegated to someone else. If you're interested in learning more about thinking like a CEO, I strongly recommend that you download a PDF. It's actually a chapter I wrote in the book, Emerge, with Brian Tracy. And the chapter is called Think Like a CEO. And there is a link for you in the show notes. Remember, you are the CEO of your business. Starting to think like one and starting to act like one is actually very sexy. All right, number two, spending time on determining what success means to you is kind of unsexy. And a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners never set aside time for that. And you're probably going to get sick and tired of me talking about how important it is to build your big picture vision and define your version of success. This isn't sexy work, but it is essential because as a CEO, if you want to scale, you need to set aside time to define what success means for you so that you can lead your team and others to success. This work, it's not woo-woo, but it's the driver of everything in your business, including building and retaining a rockstar team. If you do this work, if you spend this unsexy time crafting your big picture vision, you'll be ahead of 99% of all other businesses. Okay, unsexy truth number three, build a strong foundation on which to scale your business. You know, we all know that a well-built foundation of a house, square, solid, aligned, is the essence of going up right? Of building the walls and then putting the roof on. It's the same in your business. But what I see most often out there, and especially for lawyers, financial advisors, and accountants, is that most of these experts, you know, they start their business, they hang up their shingle, so to speak, and they hope and pray that they're going to get clients, make some money, and survive the first five years. You see, if they had worked in a corporation or a big firm, 
The clients came in and they did that client work. It was their responsibility to do the law, to do the accounting. But the behind the scenes foundation, right? All those systems for billing, onboarding new clients, the marketing was already set up for them if they worked for someone else. But when you work for yourself, it's your responsibility to build that foundation. You see, it becomes a really big shock to them when they start out on their own and there aren't a ton of systems to handle the day-to-day work. Building your foundation is about being deliberate or intentional about what you are building rather than knee-jerk reactions, right? This is just another reason why knowing what kind of business you're going to build, what success means for you, helps you so you aren't wasting time and energy in the wrong areas. I remember years ago when my veterinarian sister started her business back in 1983. See, small practices didn't have computers at that time, and she didn't know what kind of system she needed to track her sales. Now, today, I see most small firms need to improve their production efficiencies through SOPs, standard operating procedures, automations, and systems. Now, these automations and systems could be just their websites, their email systems, their CRM systems, their client onboarding systems, or even billing. Is it documented? Addressing this area of your business isn't sexy at all. In fact, it takes time and it takes the dedication of your whole team. And yes, it may take a fair bit of time. But it's also one of those things that you must keep under constant revision. Creating a strong foundation is one of the keys that will set you free from the hustle. One of my clients, a lawyer, actually went through several different softwares to create her systems before she found the one that actually worked for her team. Now, whether, you know, going through all these softwares seemed to be time consuming, really, right? Gobbling up huge amounts of time of a particular person on her team. She now realizes that with her current staff, she'll be able to double her business before she has to add more staff because of the software that she implemented. That's efficiency. That's where the increased profits come from. And it's also where your freedom comes from. New efficiencies. And hell, that ain't sexy. All right, let's move on to number four. The unsexy truth about building a seven-figure business is that you as the CEO need to get focused and stay focused. Now, it's a challenge for most entrepreneurs because as you've heard me say before, we're a very creative bunch and we can easily become distracted from what truly drives our business. But here's a hint. Getting focused and staying focused is so much easier with two things. Number one, a good coach. And number two, are you ready? You've heard it before. What is it? Your big picture vision. That's right. I know it's difficult sometimes to resist temptation, but I'll share one of the tricks that I share with my clients that I use myself. I have a page in the back of my you know, planner where I write down all my brilliant ideas that I know are a distraction from my main goals. I call it my idea garden. And yes, I can sometimes sit there and doodle and draw flowers. Now, here's one of my ideas that could have been a huge distraction. You see, I decided that the first quarter of 2023, my focus would be improving my podcast. 
downloads, all kinds of different things. So I hired a podcasting coach. I was focused on putting in place my podcasting foundation, hence the rebranding, etc. So I could increase downloads. Anything else I knew would be a distraction. Now, one day I had this brilliant idea. As I said, we all have brilliant ideas that I wanted to create my own branded swag. You know, stuff for work less, profit more, maybe something about no hustle, and definitely something about champagne moments. So I wrote it down in my idea garden and left it there. As I said, if I had gone up and started researching all about swag and the colors and the prices and blah, 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 I would have wasted a ton of time. Because fast forward mid-March, I'm at a networking event. Who do I meet but a young woman who has a side hustle creating swag exactly like I dreamed about. Now, did I give her the go-ahead to create the swag? No. What I did was I did write her name down beside my idea in my idea garden. There it was, the idea and someone who could do it. So let me ask you, what brilliant ideas do you have for your business that you could put aside in your idea garden for later so you can stay focused on your next 90 days? Those brilliant ideas that we all have, those, you could call them sexy, you could call them fun, you could call them creative, but they aren't always the activities that'll drive your business forward. So that is number four. What is the fifth unsexy truth? Drum roll, please. Simplify before you scale. Let's start with a definition first. Sometimes people are confused about growth and scale because in this modern world, people are using it sort of interchangeably. Here's the difference. Growth is when your business revenue and expenses are climbing at about the same rate. In other words, the gap between revenue expenses, your profit, is remaining about the same. Now, maybe there isn't much profit, but whatever it is, that profit is remaining about the same. Scale is when your revenues explode with minimal increase in your expenses. That gap between revenue and expenses is widening. Your profit margins are widening. So here's what I typically see for most small firms is that they tend to overcomplicate their businesses. And it's usually as a result of, you know, as they grow, they try numerous tactics to grow. Maybe they're trying different offers. Maybe they're trying different ways to grow their business. And so here's an example of something that I heard of recently. And it was an accounting firm. And the gentleman who owned the accounting firm, the way he thought to grow his business was to buy other small accounting firms. You know, someone died, someone got sick, all these firms were actually about to close. And so he bought them. The result was, however, he ended up with not only employees, but also with clients that weren't a good fit for him. So what did he actually grow? (laughs) Headaches. That's right. Headaches. He's now at a stage in his business where he needs to simplify. He needs to double down on what's working and let go of what's not. Yeah, maybe he does need to let go of some of those employees who aren't a good fit. Maybe he needs to let go of some of those clients who are, you know, gobbling up a lot of his time, 
but not really willing to pay for services, right? So you really have to think about how can you simplify your business before you scale? Otherwise, you just end up with more headaches and more things that aren't working. Simplifying isn't sexy, but let me tell you, scaling sure is. Okay, number six, unsexy truth. And this is probably something that most entrepreneurs do not do. It's about reassessing your value, your worth, your actual pricing on an ongoing basis. Too many entrepreneurs just don't appreciate their own value. You see, we are our own worst enemy when it comes to pricing our services, our offerings, our programs, whatever it is. And we often forget to reassess our value and ramp up our pricing. The fact of the matter is that as you and your business mature, you are going to become more efficient at getting amazing results for your clients. So here's kind of what I mean. Let's say you're a lawyer and hopefully you're still not pricing by the hour. Now, if you are, then we really need to check because your value is not tied to the time your prospect sits in front of you or the time it takes for you to close a real estate deal. Your value is your expertise, your years of education, your years of practice, and the efficiency with which you accomplish that service. Now, it's true in the early days of your business, you probably didn't work as quickly and you weren't quite as good at your job as you are now. Maybe it used to take you two hours to do a real estate closing, and now it only takes you one hour. But that doesn't mean that you bill for one hour of your time. You see, from your client's perspective, whether it took you one hour or two hours is irrelevant. What they really care about is that you do the closings, all that legal work, and they get the keys to their new house, their new property, right? You've got to charge your worth and you've got to reassess your value at least annually. It's not sexy, but it certainly adds to your profits. Now, profits are sexy. Okay, let's summarize where we are so far. We talked about, one, think like a CEO. Two, get clarity on what success means to you. Three, build a strong foundation so you can scale. Four, get and stay focused on what drives your business. Five, simplify before you scale. And six, reassess your value. Now, here's number seven. Up-level your network or your community. I recently attended a real estate investing two-day boot camp. The host, Alfonso Kudra, shared a story about eagles and pigeons. You know, eagles are this majestic bird that flies high. They're graceful and everybody, you know, looks up at them. Pigeons, people associate with, you know, that's common bird that kind of poops on you, poops all over the city and flies low. Flying with an eagle, flying like an eagle is his mantra. He's built a community of high achievers who want to fly with the eagles. There's no pigeons in his community, only those who want to achieve big things in real estate investing. Being in that room with those eagles was amazing. The energy of this group, the goals they wanted to achieve, all of that was inspiring and up. Lifting. I left not only wanting to achieve the next level, but also knowing that the next level was possible. So if you've been hanging around the same old business people forever, perhaps it's time to up-level your community. Go with people who are ready to go to the next level. Maybe 
be with people who are at the next level. Remember, according to Jim Rohn, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Okay, my friends, there you have it. The seven unsexy truths about building a seven-figure firm, whether you're a lawyer, accountant, financial advisor, or other professional expert. We all have to do the unsexy work to get the sexy results. Hang with me because next week, I'm gonna share with you the one question that both you and your team need to be able to answer. Otherwise, it could literally cost you a million dollars. I call it the million dollar question. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Work Less, Profit More podcast. If you got value from this, it would truly warm my heart if you would subscribe and leave a review. Until next week, remember, you can do this. Hi, Diana here again. If you're an ambitious professional who wants a competitive edge, who wants more free time and paradoxically more profits, let's chat. Book a call with me at www.dianalidstone.com. Bye for now.